All right, everybody, let's do this. Welcome back to Pick and Roll, the NBA betting show right here on the Hammer Betting Network. And we're back from the NBA All-Star break, ready to get back into the free picks for the rest of the season and improve on what's been a profitable season thus far. We had a pretty good All-Star weekend, which we'll recap a little bit later on. But with the NBA returning today, there is a very nice slate to work with, a big slate to work with, that is. And Pips has two free picks for you guys, whether you want to tail them today we shall see. But to get us started, to mark the return, please make sure you've hit the like button. Hopefully, you didn't forget about us while you were away. And if you did, maybe subscribe to the channel. will help you keep up to date with all the content we have here. Hit the notification bell as well to stay up to date when we go live. We have another show later today with myself and Kirk Evans. All right. On with the show. We have two free picks, as I mentioned. Let's get into them right away here. So these lines have been out for a little bit of time because we had a break, but Pips has found two unders that he is a fan of. First of all, going to the Boston Celtics in their game against the Chicago Bulls. We're taking the all-star Jason Tatum under 27 and a half points. We got that minus 122 at FanDuel for the second play on the slate today. We are going to the Raptors and we are fading the all-star Scotty Barnes. My guy, Scotty Barnes, but we're going to take him on the under here at under 21 and a half points. And we're going to play that minus 115 at Caesar Sportsbook. All right. Nets in town for that one. But let's go back to the first pick here and go into the Celtics under on Jason Tatum. Pips, uh, all-star starter, but you're fading him in his return. How come? Yeah, when you look at the numbers, uh, when everyone is healthy from the, for the Celtics, this just looks like a easy under. Uh, if you take a look at, so this is, even when we exclude games in where blowouts happen, so only games with 30 plus minutes with White, Brown, and Porzingis, he is under this line in 21 and 27 games. And if you take a look at the play types, not an easy matchup for him tonight. Isolation, Bulls probably double his isolation, not allowing many free throws, collapsing on pick and roll ball handler, and not allowing many transition points. So I would say. Uh, Below average matchup for, for Tatum, I would say one on the difficult side for him. And if we take a look at the setup at the numbers, and these overs are some couple of them out of these six overs, I think like three are in the overtime. So I just think 25 and a half on, on season average with blowouts excluded. And this can be easily a blowout Boston Celtics out of a break against the terrible Bulls team. This, they could run away and Tatum could see only like three quarters minutes. So, yeah, I just like this with everything. Everything that data showing, a matchup showing and blowout possibility. That's why I like the under. All right. Nice and easy there for the first play. Let's move it to the second play. Going against Scotty Barnes in the matchup against the Nets. Um, it's just... To, to kind of lead us off here, Raptors typically struggle against teams who have any sort of rim protection, which the Brooklyn Nets do. Uh, does that factor in for you, Pips? That's almost the betting bonds this season. Against good rim protections, bet him under. Against poor rim protection, bet him over. Yeah, data is clearly on the side of the under one here. First of all, let's talk about where after the trade, also excluding blowout, uh, 30 plus minutes uh, for, for, for Scotty and over in 
under him 11 out of 16 games, which is 70% rate. Average 18.8 points. That's with Quickly playing and Edge Barrett playing. And now if we take a look at the matchup, he played against the Brooklyn Nets earlier this season before the trade. Had six, 17 points in that game. Struggled mightily at the rim in that game. I think he was like 2 from 10 inside. Yeah, Even if he scored two more buckets, he will be at 21 in that game. So one won't catch. Uh, I, I do some kind of, uh, on my tool, I didn't send a screenshot of it, but Scotty Barnes, when he's playing top 12 rim protection protection teams, he's under this line in, uh, I think it's like over in four out of the 17, only four out of the 17, and average uh, 18 points a game, and we take the opposite side against the bottom 18 teams in the rim protection He's over in 65% of the games and average 22 points. So it's four and a half points different when playing good rim protection teams versus bad rim protection teams. And over under clear rate is even even worse, even better for our unders. So yeah, he scored 60% of his points from the paint. Nets are top, I think, seven. Seven best or six least points in the paint allowed. Clarkson is there. Ben Simon is there. Torian Finney-Smith is there. So yeah, it, it's it's difficult for for Sky. They are collapsing on his drives. They are not allowing him to post up. They will double team it. So yeah, it's a difficult matchup for him. And this, they are. If we, if we take a look at the graphic below uh, on the screen, you can see the green one. That's uh, uh, on the shot map. That's where Nets allow the most points. And Sky Barnes is still not a great shooter. Like he is good at spot up, improved this season, but this still. So yeah, they will. This will be a game for 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 shooters outside. So yeah, probably get a chance taking much more higher load and quickly too. So I I I see. I, I think the great line for Skyban should be 19 and a half. I won't bet 20 and a half, but 21 and a half is where I need to just take under. Like this is classic numbers game. Not projected to be a blowout, but anything can happen. Oh. Listen, <laughs> you you excluded blowouts from your graphic. You had to exclude a lot of games there. There's been some ugly games yeah. in the last uh, yeah, few so weeks by the it, Raptors. Even, it, it, the, my thing is, like, if it looks great for under without blowouts, with blowouts, yeah. it's even better. So, like, it's, it's just additional <laughs> way to, to add to the candy cap. Uh, good piece of information here. If you're, you're coming in late, uh, the Tatum line apparently may have moved. ESPN has it at 120 minus 125. If uh, if you uh, need to go bet it somewhere else, uh, FanDuel can move pretty quickly. If it moves quickly, typically it does come back. But minus 125 is still a, a good price to take there on Jason Tatum. All right, let's go into the recap of the Friday plays, which was before All Star Weekend. A reminder: these are unofficial plays for the show. However. Uh, I personally bet a lot of these myself, so I'm I'm excited to have actually given stuff out in the show and uh, excited. Overall, it was a very good All-Star weekend for, for the stuff that was given out. Um, for All-Star Saturday, Team All-Stars may have lost, but we got Dame on the three-point contest. We got Curry against Sabrina Ionescu. We had Mac McClung win the dunk contest. And then in the game itself, Pivs came in with um, two player props that were winners and Jalen Brown over on points, SGA over on points. Did not get the winner on Paul George, 15 plus points. Therefore, he did not win MVP at plus 5,000. But overall, 
uh, a plus 4.6 unit day. Uh, personally, for me, I enjoyed All-Star Saturday quite a bit. Um, the All-Star game it just kind of is what it is. I didn't really pay too much attention to that. But uh, I know it was your time off, Pips. But did you end up watching any of the, the All-Star weekend festivities? Uh, honestly, I watched three-point contest, and I watched dunk contest, and I watched Sabrina versus Steph. And I surprisingly enjoyed Sabrina versus Steph the most. Yeah, I, I, I think that... Go ahead. Three-point contest was also pretty decent, pretty good. Yeah. I, I think uh, a lot of people, um, their takeaway was that the, the Curry versus Ionescu thing was, was the best thing overall. Uh, comment coming in here from Alan saying the skills competition was tilting. Yes, um, kind of had to expect that going in, how much the players would try. But yes, Scotty Barnes losing his handle in the relay taking their team, getting to the end up getting to the tiebreaker and taking 58 seconds to hit their half court shot, even though they had Trey Young on their team. Yeah, that, that one, I mean, you kind of have to take it for what it is with these all-star events, but uh was nice. Dame barely got over the line. That was a sweat. Actually, me and Piz were texting me about that. <laughs> out of anything, I'm just, it fucking sucks that we didn't sweep our, our props from the all-star game. Out of any player on, on, on the All-Star, the only player playing less than 10 minutes was Paul George. Yeah. I mean, it might, it might have been... One field goal away. Like, it it yeah. might have been injury-related in some capacity. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it, it's obviously, you know, with the All-Star stuff, it's, it's a bit of a crapshoot sometimes. But, yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a shame. Um, could have been I mean, even we better cooked. a weekend. We, we cooked. Jalen Brown and Shea. Yeah, like, that was easy. Over doubled their lines. Like, insanely easy wins. And then we get one field goal short on Paul George. I expected him to play, like, 18 minutes. He played nine minutes, nine and a half minutes, and got one point short. One field goal short. Field goal made short, so. Yeah. When um, I saw it, I was like, damn, like, it could be easy. Three zeros. Yeah. Three zeros. But, um, hey, still... Pretty good with the yeah, day overall. Sure, right, um, yeah. Alan mentions that also the team Pacers went last for the for the skills uh, the skills challenge. To be honest, I don't know if that was confirmed beforehand. That is something I should have taken into consideration. However, because that obviously gave them a big edge to know how fast they had to do specific things. But again, it is what it is. Overall, I'm 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 very happy with how things went down. Um, <laughs> I, I, on the the Steph versus Serena thing, I, I think the NBA has kind of found something really cool here. What's very interesting is that Sabrina Ionescu put up 26 total points in the event, which was equal to what Dame put up to win in the, the three-point competition. Uh, in fact, nobody went over 26. I recognize she's using WNBA balls, whatever. She's shooting from the NBA line. Uh, I wonder if we can even get a WNBA player, Caitlin Clark, coming into the league next season. She seems like she's an outstanding shooter. Can we get them in the, the three-point contest? Why not? Why? I mean, the separate event obviously was great, but I think you can live into the three-point contest as well by having them involved. What do you think about that, Pips? Yeah, for sure. Like, this was entertaining. Uh, as you said, she put up 26. That, like, men had played, like, first round, second round, and stuff, and no one went over 26. We had four players with 26. In the first or, or four players with 26 in the first round, and then they win with 26. So 26. no one went over 26, and he put, she put Curry. 26. 
And then Steph Curry obviously should score like so effortless, like 29 and like peace on the three-point contest. Like, yeah, then you won, but Steph Curry is the best shooter in the league. <laughs> so yeah. I think he was like more yeah, I think he was more like I'll be 26 for like so many things to, to prove with beating 26, beating Sabrina, then beating everyone in, in the in the main contest as well. So it was it was it was a great, great, great and very interesting. And I, I saw 26 by Sabrina, it was like damn, like that's awesome. Yeah, uh, her her I believe her total was uh, her over under line was 20 and a half, so she absolutely crushed that and she got it to a really hot start as well. It looked like she could have put up some monster numbers, but in the end, very good performance. On to NBA Sunday, um, a lot of criticism came to the all star game for the lack of effort overall. The East ended up scoring 211 points in the game. Um, I People were upset. I, I kind of want your opinion on if you feel as though it's a problem with how effortless these games are. Uh, if so, what would you do to change it? But for me personally, like I, I go in expecting this. Like, what do you really want me to expect from this game? I'm not expecting a hotly contested games. These guys are making lots of money to propel their team, especially all-star players, propel their team into the playoffs. They don't want to pick up any injuries here. Um, second of all, I mean, the all-star weekend is grueling. Like you have so much media duties. You have travel, you have media duties. You're in a hotel the whole time for a few days. Like it, it, it is grueling for these players. It's tough on these players. I don't really expect them to go all out. Would it be fun if they did? Sure. But like in the end, I'm not overly upset about it. How about yourself? I'm not there with tough on players. They are getting paid. I think more than enough to give fans at least a bit more, a bit more like, like you don't need to be like locked in, like playing the finals of the NBA, but a bit more like, energy and at least like try something like don't play at 10% play at 50% like at least some competitiveness uh the, the season when they had like uh, uh locked and 24 in the last quarter first one to yeah the, the Kobe stuff that was hella entertaining like they played like yeah for fun first three quarters and then they, they gave us like 10 minutes of great insane basketball that was like probably the best one in the last 10 years, easily. Yeah. And I love that format. And I don't know why they, they, they switch from it. I didn't watch it. Like that I think that explains a lot how what I think about it. I would rather watch Fortnite and Pistons play than than NBA All-Star game. I don't care for mid-court threes and LU divide open dunks. I that's not something I, I enjoy watching. So yeah, I don't know. Like as I said, three point contest was great. Uh Sabrina step was great. Dunk contest. I don't know what's with officiating. Every season I watch it and I completely disagree with officiating. I'm losing my mind. Because <laughs> I had to Jaylen look back Brown, to that. I'm but, like, I mean Jalen Brown might win this thing. He's been comfortably like the worst dunker so far in this. Somehow he got to the final. And he almost ended up winning the event. Oh my goodness! So Topin in one round had crazy dunk, like maybe even yeah. second best dunk of the night, and he got like easily like two one and a half points below Jalen Brown basic dunk. Like I was like, yeah, like for years it's happening. For years, every year, fans get 
crazy angry at these uh, people giving the the numbers yeah officiating that's insane and commentary entire day was oh. terrible like that was insane well, not just the thing they were saying like the sabrina started shooting and she was at the middle of the it and they didn't pay attention to it carl anthony towns in the finals were started shooting and they didn't talk about it until the very end they were talking about tatum and stuff like production was terrible like yeah the, uh, commentary production was insanely poor man so yeah and i am not looking forward to it I, like as you said you know you are already expecting it to not be any great so i'm i'm just not watching it i'll it, i enjoy maybe. the three-point contest and i'm joining it and that's it yeah maybe uh the reason maybe it's a problem that i expect it to be bad um one way it could improve financial incentive helped with the nhl all-star game um perhaps that could aid a little bit here um i think even maybe making it like if you could do like four different teams and it's kind of a mini tournament, therefore it is not as much running. You're playing on smaller courts. Could that have a, a more positive effect? Maybe playing with just um, with just one rim and uh, a, a clear line so that you don't have to run back on defense. You're already there. You're already set. Something like that could add to it. Uh, I think it would give us more of like a blacktop feel and that's kind of what fans want. They want to see more like one-on-one sort of like ISO game, uh, ISO ball when it comes to the All-Star game. These sort of things could help, but but I agree with Saturday. Overall, I enjoyed the events. I actually enjoyed them more than I thought they would, even though the dunk contest wasn't as good as last year. I, I still enjoyed that. I enjoyed the three-point contest. Uh, I enjoyed as well the Curry and, and Sabrina thing. So um, overall, I was fine. But yeah, the game the game is bad. We know it's bad, and, and I agree. Kenny Smith was horrendous. Reggie wasn't Reggie Miller wasn't great either. But yeah, Kenny Smith, I don't want to ever hear him on commentary yeah. anything ever again. Yeah, when when you when you see when you hear Kenny Smith, when he when you know about Reggie and he always suck, and Kenny Smith somehow was worse than him. This like insane. Yeah, like yeah. If, the, you are, if, if you're out, like, if you're worse Reggie than Reggie Miller, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, Reggie should be the fucking floor. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. say for All Star maybe something like World versus USA, and then some pride taking in. Maybe, maybe can change something, and they have enough people for for the world versus USA. I think even in the, the All Star game, so you will have probably Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, Doncic, uh, Shea. You, you you won't have like twelve. This is twelve probably, but it will be probably entertaining. Agreed. Uh, all right, I think that's enough on the All-Star game. We do have two picks on the show today. If you're telling these picks, make sure. Hit the like button. If you want to support the show, of course, please do so. And a uh, reminder to subscribe to the channel. We have another show later on today with myself and Kirk Evans, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Notifications on to help you remember that. But for the picks today, we're fading two All-Stars. We're going under on Jason Tatum points at 27.5, minus 122 at FanDuel. Uh this could have been blown away already. So there's minus 125 at ESPN bet. Obviously, go take that one instead. But see, this one comes back a little bit later on for Tatum. Second play here is Scotty Barnes under 21.5 points, minus 115 at Caesars uh, as the Nets visit the Raptors. If you want to find out better prices later on, because I know people watch throughout the day, a tool like the Bet Stamp app will be 
Very easy to use. Help you find the best price to avail whenever you are watching the show. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in today. I, we, we really appreciate it. It is Thursday, so we do have something else coming tomorrow on the show for more from Pick and Roll. But also, hey, guys, we have that other show coming later on today, as I mentioned. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for remembering us. Back from the break. Let's finish the season strong. We'll see you again tomorrow for some more from Pick and Roll.